Welcome to episode 53 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. Now, so far this season, we've been talking a lot about mindset work from a very black and white perception, right? A lot of times when it comes to weight loss or health in general, we tend to get in this very black, white, all in, all out mindset, and that can be super stressful. So today I want to I want to nerd out a little bit. We're going to get a little more nitty-gritty and we're going to talk about how stress affects weight loss. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming Mind Strong, the official podcast of Mind Strong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of Mind Strong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill, and it's a skill you only need to learn once, and you will literally never diet again. So you ready? Let's rock and roll. So we're going to start today's conversation a bit more in the dirt than usual. We're going to get a little nerdy. We're going to talk a bit about biology and what actually happens with stress in the body. But the most important part of this conversation is what we're going to do after that. We're going to take a step back. We're going to look at big picture on how mindset plays into this. And you've heard me say before, you know, so <laughs> mindset tends to get this reputation of rainbows and glitter and unicorn. But what we're going to see today when we talk about the biology of what actually happens internally when it comes to stress, what you're going to see is that this mindset work is absolutely not rainbows and glitters and uni glitter and unicorns. This mindset work is a must if we're going to control cortisol release in our body. So when it comes to, to stress and cortisol and weight loss, it's one of those topics where most of us understand the big picture, right? We know stress is not good for us. We know that chronic stress can affect our weight loss. What we tend to not know is exactly how it works. And a lot of times what I find, and I'm guilty of this myself before I learned this stuff, you know, when, when we're not sure how something works, we tend to either just cling to little tidbits we've heard here or there, or we put blanket statements on things, right? So we hear things like, oh man, I feel stressed today. Um, I'm probably gaining weight or my stress is the reason absolutely that I can't lose weight. And those statements are a bit too blanket. They're not actually how this works. So let's talk a bit, a little sciencey. Let's nerd out a little bit. And then again, we're going to, we're going to span out and talk big picture about why mindset is so crucial once we understand the science. When you experience stress, and we're going to talk about that word experience more in a second. When you experience stress, it is absolutely true that your body releases something called cortisol. Now, there's a few issues when you're experiencing this release of cortisol. Issue number one is that if it's over a prolonged period of time, if you are living in a state of chronic stress and you are your body is producing more cortisol than it can happen, than it can handle, what's going to happen is that your blood glucose is going to skyrocket your insulin is going to skyrocket and your body can actually become insulin resistant. Now, the terms insulin resistant is typically associated with diabetes, right? But we have met people whose weight is in check. Everything physically looks okay, yet they're labeled as pre-diabetic. And the reason is they are living in such a state of chronic stress 
that that spiked cortisol has led to spiked blood glucose, which has led to spiked insulin, which has led to their body on the brink of becoming insulin resistant. And they're actually pre-diabetic. The other issue is this. If we're going to talk about this from an evolutionary standpoint, and anytime I say the word evolutionary, I like to make this crystal clear. I am not talking about religion. This conversation has nothing to do with if you believe in God, if you believe in the universe, if you believe in Big Bang, if you believe we came from amphibians or monkeys, doesn't matter. When I'm talking about evolution, I'm talking about your brain. When scientists study the human brain, there are parts of our brain that have evolved and there are parts of our brain that have not yet evolved. That is all I'm talking about. It is not open for negotiation unless you're going to sit there and argue with neuroscientists, which I hope you're not. <laughs> it is science. It is pretty black and white. As much as I, I'm not a fan of black and white, science is. It's, it's right or wrong. It is or isn't. So from an evolutionary standpoint, it is a scientific fact that our brains have not evolved when it comes to stress. Here's what I mean by that. We've heard the term fight or flight, right? We've talked about it endlessly here. And, and if you've read my book, we talk about it in there. Your brain cannot determine the difference between being face-to-face -face with a saber-toothed tiger or being cut off on the freeway. If you interpret that experience as stress, your brain reacts the exact same way. So let's take that saber-toothed tiger for, for, for a minute. If you're standing out in a field and suddenly there's a saber-toothed tiger right in front of your face, the only thing your brain cares about in that moment is survival. It does not care about, do I have to go to the bathroom right now? What about these stubborn five pounds I just can't lose from my lower belly, right? These are not the thoughts that it's thinking about. It's thinking about what do I need to survive this moment? And along with what do I need to survive that this moment, the answer is energy. I don't know when the next time I'm going to eat is because I'm about to fight a freaking saber-toothed tiger. So I need to hold on to everything I have so that I can fight, so that I can survive. Now, here's the problem. That, that source of stress in the society in which we live is most likely not a saber-toothed tiger. It's probably getting cut off in the freeway or an annoying email from your boss or someone at work who wrote as per my last email and you're like, stop being so passive aggressive, Karen, just say what you have to say, right? Whatever your stress is, your brain is interpreting it the same way. And as a result, your body is reacting the same way. It is going into survival mode. It is storing. It is not thinking about anything unless it's directly related to your survival. Now, all of that sounds like a lot of bad news, right? It's like, well, Rachel, if, if I am chronically stressed, if I'm always living in this state, then it, then I'm screwed, right? I'm living in a state of chronic stress. I'm probably going to make myself pre-diabetic. I'm never going to lose weight because it's storing and down the rabbit hole we go. Pause and take a breath because here's the best news of this conversation. When you study the human body, I find this so fascinating. There's two parts to this conversation that show us just how much control we are in. Part one is this, when your brain experiences stress, there is no label of this is stress, this is not stress. What your brain is experiencing, here's the key word, is perceived stress. When the situation happens, your brain is running it through filters of, am I in danger? Do I need to go into survival mode? It's, it's interpreting the situation as stressful or not. There is no such thing in this universe as this is a stressful situation. 
This is not a stressful situation. It is purely your brain's perception. That's the key word of the situation. So if you're someone who gets triggered by being cut off in traffic, you know, someone cuts in front of you immediately. It is a wired in habit for you right now that immediately you are going to feel all the effects of stress, right? Your brain's going to see it as a threat and then all the spiral out stuff of cortisol being released. We're going to talk about that in a second. It's going to happen. Why? Because we've talked endlessly in here and in my book. And if you've hung out in our community about neural connections, Sometime years ago, probably by watching your parents do it, or when you first got your driver's license or a combination of both, a neural connection was formed in your brain that says, it pisses me the F off when I get cut off. And every time it's happened for the next 10, 20, 30 years, myelin has coded that neural connection until it is a wired in habit that you get cut off and you get pissed off. And there might be someone next to you, maybe your best friend, who can be cut off in traffic and think, man, I I hope everything's okay with that person, right? They seem like they're in a big hurry. I hope their family's okay. Thank goodness we're all okay. Love and light, my friend. Get back to driving. And to you, it's like, what? Like, aren't you pissed off? Aren't you angry? No, because their brain has been wired that that's not really a threat. Maybe immediately there's a safety threat. Am I hit? Are they hit? But once they see that's okay, there's no threat. There's no stress. It is purely our interpretation that's causing the reaction. That's step one, is that it is all perception. Now, here to me is the most fascinating thing in the nerdiest way possible. When your brain perceives that threat, the place that cortisol is actually released is in your body. It is not from your brain, it is in your body, which means there is a delay between perceived threat and cortisol release in your body. This is where mindset work becomes so key. This is where when I say mindset work is not rainbows and glitter and unicorns. This is why. Because when that moment happens and your brain starts to perceive as threat or not, we can reinterpret that perception and we can actually minimize or altogether stop the cortisol release that is going to happen eventually in our body. So let me give you, let's go back to our our being cut off example, okay? You're driving, you get caught off, cut off, and immediately you feel that spark, right? It's a wired in habit. You feel the spark. This time, you pause and you take a breath. (sighs) Man, that person is driving fast, kind of recklessly. Am I okay? Are they okay? Okay, everyone's okay. I hope everything's okay with them. What, What if they're on their way to the hospital? What if something's wrong with their kid? Man, I hope everything's okay. You know what? I'm going to send them some love and light. I'm going to put a little message, some vibes out there to the universe that they drive safely, that everyone else drives safely. I hope they're okay. I'm going to go on with my day. At that point, right? You might, this takes practice like everything else. We've talked about neural connections. It's not a switch that we flick. But at that point, do you think you're going to be releasing the same amount of cortisol as what normally happens on autopilot, right? You might still be a little jittery but you're probably not losing your mind blood boiling mad anymore. So just taking those 10 seconds to pause, to breathe, to slow down our system, to reframe that inner monologue, we've actually minimized or maybe altogether stopped the release of cortisol in our body. Now, again, if you've hung out with me before, you know how neural connections work. The first time we think that thought it's made, but every time the thought or action is repeated, 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 myelin is acting like cement on that neural connection and forming a habit, which means let's bring this home. Let's tie it all together. 
that the more time we spend pausing and breathing and reframing and taking control of that inner monologue, we can actually rewire our brains and our bodies for how much stress we are living with. Let me say that again. We can literally rewire our brains and our bodies for how much stress we are living with. If you are someone who's like, I'm just a high stress person. I just live in chronic stress. It's out of my control. It's my job. That's all BS. I say that with love, but it's all BS because as we said a few minutes ago, there is no such thing as this is stressful. This is not. It is all perception. There's a reason that people can run multi-billion dollar companies and go to yoga retreats and live their life with ease while others are having heart attacks at 40 and blaming it on, well, it's just my job. That's how it is. There's no such thing as that's how it is. They had a belief system that their job comes with a chronic amount of stress and they have wired that in to be their truth. What the other person realized, the person who's living that Zen life, is that they're in control that their brain is perceiving every situation as threat or not, and that it's up to them through pausing, through breathing, through reframing, through training their inner monologue, they can control to a degree how much or even if cortisol is being released in their body. And when we take that control, now we can start to control if that blood glucose is spiking, if our insulin levels are spiking, if we're putting ourselves into a pre-diabetic state. This is why this mindset stuff is not some fluffy feel-good stuff. This, this is human biology. When we can learn the mindset tools to take control of how much cortisol was released in our body, forget you are taking control of your health. This is some of the most important work you can be doing, and it's not fluffy feel-good. It is neuroscience, it is biology, and it will literally change your life. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check our private Facebook group for women only. Look for Mind Strong Women on Facebook, and we'll see you in there.